26 years old now. Grew up in um, Hanson, Massachusetts, small town. Obviously been playing hockey most of my life. Started skating around three. Both my parents played, so I feel like I was quite destined to, to be doing this from a young age, but I've loved every second of it. Played at uh, Noble and Greenville High School, as well as Archbishop Williams High School. Then played a year in the USHL, four years at uh, Yale University, and then uh, then made my pro debut last year with Wilkes-Barre, and obviously now with Monsters. One and all to the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. It is episode number 13, and we are in the final month of the regular season here. Tony Brown here with you as always, joined by my co-host Nicole Del Villano. And Nicole, we've got a really good guest today. Uh, I say that every week. I know I say that every week, but they are all great guests. And, and what I love about this particular platform is we get to learn all of this stuff that has nothing to do with hockey about these players. Um, you know, it's easy for the fans to forget that they're not just hockey players they're people too and our guest this week is billy sweezy hilarious guy and and also i think it's safe to say the most highly educated monster this year on the roster and he'll tell us all about it yeah he definitely came with a lot of stuff it's like he heard last week where you said tyler secure is one of the most interesting players and he was like i'm gonna beat that so he came (laughs) ready and raring with not only just so much information about how smart he is but a lot of fun facts for the fans (laughs) Yeah, we talk a little biomedical engineering. Why not? We talk cookies. We talk movies uh, and and a whole lot of other great stuff. So uh, in just a couple of minutes here, we'll get to that conversation with Billy Sweezy, a a guy who also has endeared himself, not just to the dressing room where he's one of the most popular players, but but also to the fans. He just has that style of play that is easy to root for. He takes the body every chance he gets, and he's made quite a name for himself. So we'll hear from Billy Sweezy in just a moment. But uh, first, want to remind you guys that the Monsters View podcast is presented by our friends at PropSwap. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold, hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Well, uh, let's start the show as we always do, Nicole, talking a little bit of monsters here. We are recording this, full disclosure, on what, uh, Monday, the 11th of April. So the monsters just got off uh, the road. They played three out of four games on this last sort of extended road trip here in the regular season. Crazy. Uh, Second longest shootout ever in team history. 12 rounds up in Grand Rapids last Wednesday. The Monsters fell short two to one. Then they go to Milwaukee uh, up against a really good Admirals team um, that is playoff bound this year in all likelihood in the Central Division. 4-1 loss there. Then to Chicago where the stats were just popping off the page uh, when I was doing my prep for that game. Andrew Podorowski's got darn near 90 points points this year to lead the league. Uh, had two points against Cleveland in a 5-2 Chicago win on Sunday. Stefan Nason scored his 40th goal. Uh, Monsters leading scorer has 42 points this year. Nason's got 40 goals. First 40 goal scorer in the American League in in quite some time, uh, in about a decade. So yeah, tough go for, for Cleveland there, but some good stuff to talk about too, Nicole. Um, Carson Meyer and Jay Christensen are currently recalled to the Blue Jackets and Carson Meyer became the latest guy. Christensen did it a couple of months ago. The latest guy to score his first NHL goal. So that was awesome to see. And especially for a Columbus kid like Carson, who, who played at OSU, grew up in the area, wearing that Blue Jacket sweater and putting the puck in the net. It never gets old to see that. Oh my gosh, no. It's so much fun when we see all the tweets 
tweets and all the tags come in from Columbus for all that content. Cause it's just, you can never not be so excited for any of these guys, but yeah, especially native Ohio, Ohio state, all of Carson. It's just a uh, great to see that. But I have to ask you real quick, um, 12 rounds in a shootout. Is that fun for you to call? Are you stressed at the beginning and having fun at the end? Like I am tweeting it. What is that like for you to do? Well, I only, so whenever we get to a shootout, I make this little chart on my notes so I can like track who shoots and what round and all that. So I can like reference that as it goes on. And uh, I was running out of paper. I mean, I had to go to a second sheet. I'm like, oh, we won't make it through the second sheet. And then, you know, now I'm searching around trying to find a blank sheet of a game note so I can keep this thing going. I try to give a little context before every shooter, like, uh, oh, this guy's got such and such a points or this guy. And it all just goes away because they're just coming so fast. And um, no, it was, it's, it's always, of course, fun and thrilling and, and it gets more tense as it goes on and it's great, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to keep up because they, uh, they don't really uh, pause uh, like they do in the NHL between rounds. It's just, here we go. That guy's shooting and good or no good, but it was fun. Yeah. I wish the monsters could have got a win though. Cause Cam Johnson really played well in that game. And, and really lately I, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit. Jack Reeves has been banged up here lately uh, and was not able to make this most recent three game trip. So that means Cam is the guy and, and he really uh, stepped to the fore, I thought, and has played quite well lately. And so it would have been nice to see him get the win and get rewarded for another great performance. But yeah, 12 rounds. I, I didn't realize at the time just how rare that is. But like we said, thanks to your research, second longest shootout ever. Right. Yeah. I, once we hit like the 11th, 12th round, I was less um, stress tweeting it and more like, let's keep going. And it was like, how many more? <laughs> can we get but I agree I think like you were saying you know Cam started every single game on this road trip you just mentioned and he's done a great job lately so it's just you really gotta gotta give it to him for doing so well and especially I mean even that game for standing 12 rounds in a shootout that's impressive on both goalie sides but uh it's great to see for Cam too yep Cam and speaking of goalies uh one of the new faces too I just want to touch on here quickly is a guy by the name of Lyndon Marshall who uh like Owen Sillinger like Roman Ashan done with his college career He's joined up now to embark on his pro career. And he got into the game in the third period on Sunday. Looked really good. I, I don't mean to sound surprised. It's just, you know, I'm sure that's a big moment for a young player making his first AHL appearance. And I thought he was quite impressive out of uh, RPI is where he played his college hockey in the ECAC and had one little uh, appearance with uh, ECHL Greenville prior to joining the Monsters on an ATO. But, you know, with uh, the Monsters being out of the playoffs and with just nine games left in the season, it's all about getting those young guys that, Maybe they'll be in the mix next year, maybe not, but it's about getting a look at them and uh, letting them sort of taste to the AHL for the first time. And and uh, so I think we might see him get a couple of games here down the stretch. And uh, that's definitely something to watch. I know it seems like maybe to the fans, if you're not in the playoffs, that these games, like, what am I supposed to watch for? What's the point? There is so much to watch for, in my opinion, in these games, because each player has a different situation. Some guys have their contract for next year. They're trying to sort of leave a good taste in their mouth for the next season. Other guys don't. And so they're auditioning essentially to be either brought back or maybe for another team that might take note of their performance at the end of the year. And then for the young guys, it's just about soaking up as much as you possibly can about life in this league and about the style of play and the things you should be thinking about when you're training in the summer and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, when I say there's plenty of intrigue, even for a team like the Monsters that are on the outside looking in here during uh, playoff time. 
So uh, that should probably set the table pretty well for this episode. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Billy Sweezy joins us. And this is a fun conversation. We talk about a whole bunch of different things, uh, including his time at Yale, where he majored and graduated with a degree in biomedical engineering uh, and now is playing hockey for a living. So we talk about that decision. And also, this was helpful. He explained to us just what biomedical engineering is. I needed that explanation too. So uh, good stuff there. Uh, So Nicole, we'll take a break when we come back. Billy Sweezy with us on the Monsters iView podcast presented by PropSwap. You know, Bill, I I just wanted to start with sort of a, a broad question about Cleveland because it's your first, you know, full season here with the Monsters and you had played in Wilkes-Barre. You had a little sense of the AHL last year, but, you know, what's been your your sense of the organization, the city, just the whole operation here in Cleveland and maybe even more broadly within the Blue Jackets system? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been great top to bottom organization. They've obviously treated me super well. I've loved my time here. Coaches, support staff, GMs, everybody. It's top notch, right? I mean, we're in the, you know, you're one step down from the best league in the world. So organization Organization-wise, it's been great. Absolutely zero complaints on that aspect. And in terms of the city, I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love where I'm from. I'm a Boston kid. I love that city more than anything. So I, I, I've never really lived in a in a big city, and I, I didn't really know what to expect coming in. Anything you you could want to do, try to find. You know, you you have it maybe to the best of it in Cleveland. If if you're looking for a night out, if you're looking for museums, if you're looking for anything really, you can find it. It's been unbelievable. Treated me super well. I feel like part of me is going to live here forever now. Uh, I've loved the city and, you know, both, both those aspects of this year have just been top notch. You mentioned playing at Yale and I think to sort of start outside of hockey, um, something that's come up and, you know, we mentioned on our last podcast with Tyler Secure too, is that you had a very impressive major, um, biomedical mm-hmm. engineering. So I guess one, could you start by explaining biomedical engineering, um, just in case people, um, <laughs> Hey, me don't fully know, but just explaining <laughs> what that is exactly and how you got into that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, a question that I've gotten asked a couple times, the, the what is it? it? It's basically just, you know, trying to attack certain illnesses, anything really that can go wrong with the body uh, from an engineering standpoint, you know, whether that's prosthetics, implants, uh, medical devices, even that you'll see in a hospital room, really anything like that. So it's a lot of math, which was great. I love I love that, but no, it's the actual studying of it at school. There's a lot of like mathematical modeling and, and trying to figure out, you know, okay, we, we know all this. Let's learn all this science behind what's happening. Why is it happening in the body? What went wrong? And then now let's look at ways we can fix that with a device, a drug, anything on that nature. Are there devices that could be maybe not implanted, but just in a hospital room that can that can help? In terms of getting into it, it's I've always I've always loved science. I, I think the human body is extremely interesting. I think you're definitely in tune to that as an athlete as well, which may have contributed to it. Obviously, you know, you got to know your body, you got to take care of it. And, you know, when I got to school, I was just kind of looking down the classes, looking at majors. And I was like, you know, what's something that I think I would really love to show up every day and do something that's going to keep me interested, something I'm going to be able to sit down and do the work for. Cause I knew I was going to get stuck in the library for hours at a time anyway. So I might as well enjoy what I was doing. And, you know, it took a couple of the first classes that you have to take the, the prerequisites and really just fell in love with it and ran with it from there and I don't regret a single single second of it. I was about to say a little off 
off that, that's a very impressive major just in general, let alone balancing a student athlete's schedule of hockey and having to keep up with a major, which I can imagine is very demanding. So how did you do that? And I also saw you were vice president of the Biomedical Engineering Society too at Yale. So how did you balance like two very demanding parts of your life at Yale? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like anything, it's just I, I knew when I had to get something done, I had to commit to it fully, right? If, you know, if I knew we were going on the road that weekend and I had something due that next Monday or Tuesday, I was like, okay, this has to get done before the weekend. So I can go to the library. I can fully invest in that for a couple of hours. And then when I'm on, when we were on the road or playing a game or I was at practice, it wasn't in my head. It wasn't in the back of the mind. I was able to fully commit to the hockey. And I think that system really worked for me. Just knowing that whatever I was presently doing, I had to be there hundred percent because like you said, you know, juggling that lifestyle it's it's tough but i loved every second of it and yeah then with with the society that was uh that was fun to, to be involved with uh, as well we did kind of smaller scale stuff though it would be we'll set up a lunch with a professor and a couple students can sign up and come and we talk to them about their research and we really tried to help the younger students in the major try to figure out which route they might want to take with it you know why do you want to study this what could you possibly do with it okay let's grab a professor for lunch today and, and let's talk about you know what did they study what was their path and now what are they currently doing with it? And it was just really exciting to be able to, to help out with that because at one point I was in that position, right? You're, you're like, okay, I might want to do this, but like, what's the future look like? And it's obviously something you always have to think about when picking a major and what you want to study in school. And, and But it was great. I mean, getting able to see the, the work that everyone was doing from different angles was, was something else. So it was great. And you signed with Wilkes-Barre right out of college, right? So did you ever get to that step of, you know, you were sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to this lab or you started researching like jobs or were you always set on hockey was the way you wanted to go? You had two very big choices to make at the end of your college career. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was definitely tough, but especially going to a place like Yale, I knew I wanted to take full advantage of it. My, uh, my father was always very big on academics growing up. Like I said, I was always pretty interested in, in a lot that was going on in school anyways. But so I, I wanted to set myself up for success you know, in case the hockey didn't work out. Hockey's been my first love probably my whole life. So definitely something that if the opportunity was there, I knew I was going to take it. Actually funny, the, the day I got the call that um, I got an offer from Wilkes-Barre, I got to be excited for about 10 minutes. And then I had to go finish my thesis presentation that I was giving the next day <laughs> that I'd been working on for an entire semester. So I had about five hours of homework to do after I got that call. So it was tough to sit down and do that, but I knew I had to get it done. But yeah, hockey, like I said, hockey was something I always knew I wanted to do. And when the opportunity presented itself, I knew I had to take it. Okay. So you sort of led me right to my next question, which you said hockey's like been your first love. It's been the start. I think, did I see both your parents played, um, they both played at Providence College hockey? Did, yeah. Is that how they met? Like, how did you get introduced to hockey? Can you just let us in about that? Yeah, so they both played there, uh, both played at Providence, both loved their time there from from what they've told me. And yep, so that they met there, met in college. I'm sure they were hanging out with, with their team, respective teams all the time. But uh, yeah, so I mean, when I was younger, I think, you know, both my parents obviously wanted me and my brother to at least try skating. And we both honestly loved it. You know, my brother played for a couple of years as well, but, and then he moved on to other sports and interests from the second I was 
doing learn to skate and learning how to stop and making snowballs. And I absolutely loved it. So my parents definitely, they let it, they wanted us to try everything and kind of let us decide what we loved and just happened to be what my parents loved as well. So yeah, Billy, I wanted to ask you, you know, like when we talk about your style of play on the ice, I mean, of course, the first thing that everyone mentions is your physical brand of, of hockey. And you certainly seem to focus on that. And it's become sort of a staple of your game to the point that it, it caught Columbus's attention. And here you are with it, with a two-year NHL contract. And we can touch on that in a minute, but I'm just wondering as a kid growing up, like I was a defenseman when I played uh, hockey as a kid and my favorite player was Scott Stevens. So I tried to emulate that, that kind of style. Did you have a guy that you watched when you were a kid or a couple of guys that, that you're trying to, uh, I mean, of course you develop your own style, but, but do you have any influences, I guess, on your style of play? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I've certainly watched plenty of Scott Stevens clips. I'll tell you that for free. Um, but no, I mean, growing <laughs> up, especially being a Bruins fan, I loved watching Andrew Ference, physical guy. I actually got to meet him, which was great. At one point, we actually skated when I was in high school, which was really fun for me. Loved watching him just in the corners, how he would throw guys up against the wall. And, you know, that's something that I think I took from him and really tried to run with and uh, implement it in my game. And, and another one is uh, Brooks Orpic. You know, I, I loved watching the Penguins when I was younger as well. I mean, they were, you know, they had that stretch where they were in the Stanley Cup, it seemed like every year. And I just, uh, same thing, loved his game. He was really a role guy back there. You know, he's not going to put up a ton of points, but he's going to block shots. He's going to play hard, make the easy pass and just do the job that that he was allotted. And so, you know, I think those two guys were my two biggest influences growing up. I'd, I'd watch them every chance I could get and, you know, just try to take, you know, maybe one thing from each of them and, and make it my own. We're talking here with Billy Sweezy on uh, Lucky episode number 13 of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Prop Swap. And uh, speaking of Prop Swap, uh, guys, the NBA playoffs are set. And PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold, hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. So, Billy, we just mentioned a few minutes back, you're signing an NHL deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, I have to imagine that is one of the thrills of your life to be able to put pen to an NHL contract there and have the next two years sorted out. You know where you're going to be. Just what was that moment like for you and your family? Uh, Of course, you embark on a pro career. You hope good things happen, but you create this opportunity for yourself based on the way you've played. How how gratifying was it to get that offer and to sign that contract? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like you said, I mean, it's one of the better days of my life I mean I was I was just so happy getting the call and really excited to be able to call my dad and my brother and and let them know and you know all this all this work all these years have paid off right I mean this is this is the goal right if you're going to keep playing after college you want to play in the NHL and I'm one step closer to that now and I can't thank you know my teammates this year were so happy for me and coaches have helped me a ton the organization's been great like i said a little earlier so just really excited to you know be able to contribute and they gave me the they're giving me the opportunity and you know the stability of being knowing where you are for the next two years is is awesome as well and just really excited to hopefully be able to contribute as as much as i can and like i said it was very exciting for me and my family what are some of the things you think uh you, you know now that you've you've got that opportunity you of course want to constantly be improving and you want to find yourself you know coming out of training camp in a blue jackets uniform not a monsters uniform so when you think about your game what what are some things this summer that you're going to tinker with and try to try to bring to training camp next year to put you in a good spot at the start of the season yeah i mean i think the biggest thing for me is just in the eyes of the organization is just playing consistent right they they want me to be reliable and and that's offensively and defensively so 
just being that consistent kind of rock back there is as best I can is is something that I need to continue to do and try to improve on, you know, and, and the more I can contribute offensively, obviously, you know, I'm defensively minded. I'd, I'd like to try and improve my puck skills, my offensive abilities and anything I can add up front is I think going to, you know, just really be extra for me. And so that's, that's something big. I'm going to try to focus on this summer. Okay. So when you talk about continuing to grow your game, who are, you know, coaching staff or teammates who have been some of the people who have helped you this year continue to do so? Yeah. I mean, obviously um, Mark Latestu on the back end, he's, he's been kind of our, our guy running video with us, with the D helping us out, you know, whether it's a pregame skate, just doing small little drills, stuff like that. And obviously he had a very successful career as well. So he's been great to, you know, talk to about just the lifestyle, the game, what can I do better here? What, what am I doing well that I can continue to try and just have in my game. So that's been great. And then on, on the back end, in terms of players, we have some, some great older guys that have been around for a while. Um, you know, Scott Harrington, I've been rooming with on the road. He's been great to talk to obviously, you know, been in this organization also specifically for a while. So it's been great to get to talk to him, Dylan Simpson, our captain. I mean, he's the epitome of a pro hockey player. He's, he's been fantastic to talk to as well. And then, you know, even the other defensemen, the younger guys, you know, like I've been playing with Tim Bernie, we have Jake Christensen, and like we really have a great decor that we all kind of support each other and we kind of learn from each other and so really everyone on the back end and, and testy as well has been great for me okay so you know you talked about bernie you mentioned him and i heard uh you know tony was mentioning he travels with you guys he sees a bit more that you two uh not only play together but are becoming like good buddies what is something you've learned about tim bernie that may surprise cleveland monsters fans oh wow a good question for a guy who didn't go to college he's quite the academic he loves reading now um well not now i think he's always loved reading but we actually had a small little book exchange the other day between me him and jet greaves we all kind of read the same book and and been talking about it for like weeks because we all we all loved it so much so that's probably something that might surprise most people you guys have a little book club what book were you reading i was gonna say what's the book yeah you gotta tell us that it was uh where the crowd ads sing they're coming out with a they're coming out with a movie of it this summer as well so we all had to read the book (laughs) awesome we're we're talking here with billy sweezy on the monster side view podcast presented by prop swap so uh nicole you can take it away in a minute here with the shootout segment but i've got one more question for you before we we get there, Swees. I know you're a huge Red Sox fan, right? We do have baseball back this year. So give us your uh, little prediction. How far are the Sox going this year? And then uh, what do you think about the Cleveland Guardians across Gateway Plaza? Yeah, I, I mean, I do love my Red Sox. They are in the hardest division in baseball history, but I have faith in them, as every Red Sox <laughs> fan does, just blind faith. So obviously, I got them winning the World Series this year. But uh, yeah, and in terms of the Guardians, I'm so excited to, uh, to get to a game over there. I know they haven't been home yet, but I think they're coming home this weekend I, I want to say and I haven't been to a ton of ballparks other than you know Fenway or a couple local ones on, out east so I'm, I'm definitely excited to get over there for a game and seems like they're doing well so far I know it's been three games but they just smoked someone the other night I know that so I'm excited to go watch them play yeah. with that uh, let's transition over it's the signature portion of the Monsters Eye View podcast Nicole Delvolano take us away it's the shootout All right, so first round of the shootout, I'm going to give you a question we asked at the beginning of the year on your player questionnaire, and I feel like maybe your answer was because you were still new to Cleveland, but (laughs) as you've been here for the whole season at this point, what has been your go-to off-day activity in Cleveland? Oh, movie theater, 100%. 
All right. So that didn't change at all. So you, you frequent the movies when you're not doing anything. I do. Tony. Yeah. Tony can tell you I'm, I'm in charge of the movies on the bus. Uh, I love movies. I was going to actually think of going and seeing two today. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh man, that's, that's great. So uh, yeah, you got to do the pre-scout on the movies. So you know what uh, is bus worthy, right? For, for next year. Good stuff. Doing your homework. Round two, um, you know, your first professional season was obviously the COVID season. So going into a full regular-ish professional season this year, what has been the biggest surprise or something you didn't expect? Um, I think honestly, just this might be a bit of a cop but just the grind of, of a full season. I mean, especially, you know, the people who come from major junior, they've at least played, you know, 60 to 80 games in a year. But college, I was playing 30 games, 32 games, maybe max, and just wears on you. It's not easy. A lot of people think it's, it's a glorious job, which it is. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. But the behind the scenes stuff, the on the bus every other weekend, it's just just, just the grind of it is, has been quite a shock. <laughs> yeah, I get tired just watching and covering you guys playing every yeah. game, let alone actually being on the ice skating. So I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah, All not right. Nicole, but I often have to remind members of the front office that uh, we have road games too, just yeah. as many of them as we do home games. So All right, ahead, last, round three. Last question. You are right now, obviously, the face of our Nickelodeon jersey and all our promotions that we have. But you've had the taste of a couple um, specialty jerseys this year from the Monsters. Is there one that stands out as your favorite and why? I mean, I think the the cookie jerseys, the cookie night jerseys were, were unbelievable. I mean, the design was flawless. I frequent insomnia cookies when I have the chance. So I obviously love those. But I am very, very excited for the Nickelodeon ones. I watched 10 to 12 hours of Nickelodeon a day when I was growing up, when I could. So I'm certainly excited for that one. I'm All right, do... let's go into ex- extra rounds in the shootout on that, Nicole. Uh, give us some of your favorite Nickelodeon shows. Yeah, my biggest one was SpongeBob. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it has to be. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, they had um, they had Cat Dog, Hey Arnold. I mean, they were just, nice. those were probably some of the bigger ones. But yeah, those those shows were unbelievable. That, that was prime, prime time cartoons to be, to be a kid during. I'm going to jump back real quick since you mentioned cookies, just as, you know, maybe a personal plug if anyone from Crumble's listening and wants to sponsor me, but have you tried Crumble cookies yet? So I have once actually, and we were, we were on the road. It was, um, I was rooming with Scott Harrington on the road and it was his birthday and his fiance got us the specialty wheat, like that week's specialty. It was the cereal week. Yes. Um, (laughs) and we had those sent to us from her, which was very generous of her. And it was my first experience with them and they were unbelievable. Yes. I, I would say better than insomnia cookie, but just as you're going to frequent cookie places, crumble is definitely, I wanted to make sure you knew it was on the radar. So that's yeah, they just opened one too. They just opened one down Strongsville, I think. Right. I know after practice OBM, you just swing over to crumble and get a whole bunch of cookies. Yep. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Number one. Yes. The monsters I view podcast is your home for hard hitting cookie talk week in week out. Number two, <laughs> let's not alienate let's not compare let's not alienate any potential cookie sponsors the more the merrier uh (laughs) monsters front office okay well bill that's all we have for you man great job in the shootout thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us here today it was a lot of fun and uh yeah just just a pleasure man thanks a lot yeah thanks for having me appreciate it it was fun Great 
stuff there from Billy Sweezy. Welcome back, everyone, on the Monsters Eye View podcast. It's episode 13, and as always, we are presented by PropSwap. And hey, fans, the NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold, hard cash. PropSwap's the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many PropSwappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. So we are back to wrap things up with Nicole Del Delvolano, Tony Brown back with you. Just flat out fun chat with Billy Sweezy, one of the most likable guys uh, among many likable guys on the roster, but uh, he's made quite a splash in his rookie year. And it's easy to see why his teammates, uh, you know, care for him so much. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me to pick a favorite part of the interview, but it may be the discovery that there's a slight Cleveland Monsters book club where they all just share the books and talk about it. So I'd be intrigued to see like how that unravels more and what the conversations are. Cause uh, you know, the one book he mentioned is a great book off the bat. So it was a great talking to him and yeah, very easygoing, very funny. So I'm really happy we were able to grab him. Yeah. And uh, if there ever is a formalized version of the Cleveland monsters book club, if you're not involved, it's a travesty. So we got to get you into that. I'm a little rotation upset I wasn't invited, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll just see if he listens to the podcast and invites me to the next book. Uh, well, great stuff there with Billy Sweezy. Just going to wrap up here quickly. Nicole, final thoughts here. Um, I, I just want to, uh, again, remind everybody that even though we're into the final month, even though the Monsters are on the outside of the playoff picture, there's a lot of fun to be had at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse down the stretch. So for all the fans, uh, please get your tickets to the remaining April home games while you still can. If you've never been to a Monsters game, it's a great way to get a little appetizer heading into next season when you can think about maybe, uh, you know, a bigger ticket plan or something like that. But we've got some great games coming up. It's fun to finally end the season at home, which we're going to do on the 30th. Um, it's always great to be able to sort of when, when everyone goes their separate ways to do so in your home building gives it more of a sense of finality. So I'm excited for that. And uh, a couple more uh, road trips here, just quick ones, but uh, good to soak in the rest of uh, what has been a long and strange trip throughout the 2021-22 season. Uh, the results not always there, but everybody has had a lot of fun this season and the players have developed and Billy Sweezy, definitely one of those guys. Yeah, you know, I think even as you were saying that, it's just the first full regular season back since COVID season. Um, So, you know, it's been great. I'm glad we have April full of games still. And it's something that, you know, even though, like you said, we're looking on the outside for playoffs, you can't can't complain. We got full season, had a fun team. So it's been great. Yeah, got to do a bunch of games without wearing a mask, got to share a bunch of great nights with the fans, feel that energy uh, inside the field house, which just produced tells this team night in and night out. So yeah, so much to be thankful for. And with that said, thanks for listening, everybody. That'll do it for episode number 13 of the Monsters Side View podcast. Again, presented by PropSwap. Remember, like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we will have plenty more coming up. This is by no means the uh, final episode for the season. So keep uh, monitoring the Monsters social media channels. We will have more information on future episodes. But that's a wrap for episode 13 featuring Billy Sweezy for Nicole Delvolano. I'm Tony Brown. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the Monsters I View podcast presented by PropSwap.